Hello, my friends, and welcome to Connect with Confidence podcast. And I'm so delighted to introduce to you today a long-awaited guest on the podcast, Masami Sato, founder of B1G1 and is based in Singapore. Hello, Masami. Hi, Kerry. <laughs> Great to be here. It is always so lovely to see your face here on Zoom. Um, so much lovelier to be there with you in the office in B1G1 or anywhere else that we've, you know, shared adventures together. But yeah, our, our Zooms over the past couple of years mostly have been with other people and uh, you always pop in with such joy and gratitude and like I'm just looking beyond my computer I've got a certificate of gratitude from you <laughs> on the wall I've got another one on the front door of my office we've been connected since oh I think about 2012 2011 2012 but I didn't actually meet you personally until January 2014 in Cambodia on the study tour so would you like to give us a little you know background story um tell us about B1G1 um, what are the study tours about? How have we connected? And just share your heart for the world because it is such a big, beautiful heart. <laughs> so B1J1 um, was originally known as Buy One, Give One. That's why it's called B1J1 today. Uh, what we do is to help businesses around the world integrate and embed effective giving in what they do so that every day when they are doing uh, what they are doing in business, then something great happens around the world. And so um, we work with thousands of businesses and then those businesses have together created more than 300 million giving impacts to date. And wow. when we say, you know, these big numbers and the impacts, then people might say, so what does impacts mean? So impacts could be that, uh, uh, you know, number of trees being planted. So we've got more than like a half a million, I think, trees around the world being planted by the businesses that we work with um, and the millions of days of access to life-saving resources, um, you know, days of access to education or opportunities for women to start a business or, you know, counseling sessions given to traumatized people or um, work that, you know, many partners do on the ground to try to prevent um, issues like child trafficking. And so these small acts of kindness come together to form this big number. And all the businesses working with us coming from all kinds of different industries because B1J1 is not about one type of business. And so um, different businesses doing what they do and caring about the different issues in the world can come together to make a great difference. So that's B1J1's work. <laughs> oh, that's, that's beautiful. I've just been sharing with friends um, Chad and Corey, who we've been friends for decades and uh, they're passing through before they move to Cambodia next year and I'm telling them all about B1G1 and I just love your description of that but I love that you know I'm seeing not only our own story but then other um, some, some other guests on the podcast and some upcoming guests actually but those businesses I was just telling um, Chad and Corey at breakfast that we're part of this incredible community and it is, yeah, like you said, people from all these different businesses and different industries, and they all have such a heart for change. And to be able to plant a tree for every book that's sold, to be able to give safe drinking water to families in need, it is such a gift. It's, it's so incredible what you envisioned. Uh, how many years ago is it now? Like 16? Uh, 15, 15. 15 years? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just amazing 
where, and I think you started that with imagine if, or, you know, can you imagine? And I just think it's so important to just throw out those imaginings, you know, to, to share our ideas when we see a possibility. So I'm just, you know, I've got, I'm covered in goosebumps right now <laughs> to see how the journeys have unfolded and how many, like half a million trees, that's pretty extraordinary. And then there are all the other impacts. So, um, but what I love is the joy that you bring um, to <laughs> all kinds of conversations, even if it's about software or something, <laughs> you know, and systems. I love that you you find joy in all of these um, sometimes challenging situations because we can get so overwhelmed with challenges. And I feel that the world is really in that kind of place now. There's so much overwhelm, so much um, challenge. So how do you kind of keep that joy? How do you manage like the overwhelm? People are telling you all kinds of massive challenges that are going on around you. I used to think like uh, it was about you know being able to see it from outside. So if you step out from where you are in, as if like you are kind of disconnected from the rea- your own reality, right? And then you, if it wasn't you, like you weren't attached to your character, you know, your personal circumstances. And, and if you could just see it from outside, quite often, like things look so much better. And then, so that's why like people find it so much easier to um, talk to their friends who are having issues and being able to be the best version of you to give the right, like, uh, you know, very wise uh, advice to the friend because you're not attached to it. And then yeah. when you are not attached to it, you get your best perspectives opening up. But what we are not so good at doing in reality is that we do get attached, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, and then I started to realize, okay, well, like I've spoken about this topic so many times, but sometimes I also get drawn into the situation. And I guess like uh, um, in my case, like attachment could become more like uh, irresistible when I care about something so much or someone so much. So the people I care about, and if something happens to them and I feel like it's kind of my responsibility or something, then suddenly, even though like logically I know it's better not to be attached, right? And then to stay out of it and not to judge the situation and everything. But sometimes we will actually get pulled into it. And I interesting uh, analogy or the metaphor you know of this situation is like we are all being inside uh, of a game and playing a game and then when you're playing a game we know it's not real <laughs> but when something happens then you do get emotionally pulled into the situation right like oh like you lost your turn or you know put in jail or you lost this much money or points or um, somebody else cheated and you get really upset about it or so um, we are nobody is perfect at being the master of the game actually no matter how philosophical or wise you know we think we became (laughs) yeah yeah, so um, I guess like things like that happen but then um, underlying uh, useful thought is that uh, we are all here playing a game together you know everybody has their own circumstances and they are trying their best to play the game in a way that they could enjoy the game but yeah. we all sometimes lose track and then when you, we lose track then that is also part of the plot yeah, <laughs> because, yeah right like because all this 
um, time and so many years we've been playing this game, you and me and everybody listening. And I'm sure there are lots of things that happen along the way, you know, bad things or the losses and the sadness and the regret. And, but the thing is, without those things, we wouldn't be here today. And without today, we wouldn't be there somewhere in the future and mm. one day we will look back and go wow like do you remember that time you know oh this was very challenging but it was also part of making me the person I am today and yeah so just knowing that and then because we can all lose perspective yeah. all we can is we do our best to remind ourselves but when we actually lose like you know our <laughs> our uh, best perspective then we can go to others you know, who are not attached to your situation. And then perhaps like from outside, they will be able to take your hands and take you out of the struggles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love that you use the expression or the word together. Um, yeah, because we, we don't do life alone. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to do life alone. Mm-hmm. We, you know, wired for connection. And it's been really interesting to connect with people across different countries. Everyone's done the last couple of years um, differently. Everyone's been significantly impacted in different Mm. ways. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people are telling me that it seems harder to connect with people. People are more socially awkward, feeling um, hesitant to, to get out and be connecting like they used to. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on how has it been for you in Singapore? What are you noticing about you know, this this need for human connection and the possibilities that you're seeing and the yeah, mm. challenges and beautiful things that you might be seeing in terms of mm. connection there. Mm. This is very interesting because when uh, um, we went into socially isolated situation, of course, initially it was very challenging and shocking because we never had something like this before. But then at one time when we did it long enough, we got kind of used to it, right? Like, and then we started to find other like benefits of that, such yeah. as convenience. You know, you didn't have to travel much anymore, or uh, you could just turn on the computer and talk with anybody, and the, the online meeting facilities or chat functions or you know all those like work tools allowed us to do the things we didn't know that we could do so in terms of like convenience um, and the efficiency or something like that then we started to enjoy this newfound like comfort and the uh, effectiveness of our life but then um, I guess like interesting thing is now like we have done uh, pretty much like a lot, most of us have um, become used to doing remote work and then if we are asked like oh would you prefer to work remotely or would you like to come to the office every day I guess like most people would say I'd like to work remotely or maybe like you know um, part part partly at home and partly at the office or so we have all this preference that pulls us more toward the social isolation and go toward more convenience. Mm-hmm. But again, like uh, I also realized that when we um, made a choice to actually be together, even though it's not convenient, we say like, okay, for this purpose, we got to be together and we need to come here every day and we're gonna spend all day together to do this uh, activity. And so when we did it, it was actually like really uh, amazing. The feeling that we had was really amazing. And then even though it may not be so efficient because we are together and spending time having lunch together or traveling. <laughs> or, yeah, but um, 
the creativity that came up and the feeling of connection we had compared to trying to do something like that online was totally different. So, um, yeah, so I think people and businesses around the world kind of need to be, uh, you know, uh, aware that how important this physical connection really is. Yes. And uh, um, not just to opt to the kind of convenience all the time because the convenience is great. It feels like we are on track more. We are doing more stuff. We are, um, you know, mastering our tasks and doing things in our own quiet space. But when we don't have uh, this, this side chat and uh, more, more like a personal unrelated one work unrelated yeah. <laughs> you know conversations and things like that we may be limiting the extraordinary opportunity to collaborate better or learn from each other's insight and perspective and experience um so that that balance of how do we consciously create the situation that is inconvenient yeah. um and takes us out of usual comfort zone mm. um to push us to be more open and uh, listen um, to uh, potentially not so useful things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I think that's uh, mastering that will be uh, like art, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, we need to be patient with ourselves and others in those moments of, you know, just chit-chat because we're thinking this isn't solving problems. And yet it puts the brain into a, a different state where when you stop thinking about the problem and you might just have a laugh about something, mm then your brain can actually make those connections and you solve problems. So it's so important to be, you know, talking to different people, having different conversations, because it might not be a work-related conversation, but it sparks an idea that solves mm. a work-related problem. Mm. And, um, you know, when we first connected, actually it was a conversation with Paul who uh, at the time was um, – I'm not sure what his role was with B1G1 at the time, but, you know, he started out as your mentor <laughs> and I was talking to him about the idea of writing. I had two different books in mind. One was kind of a leadership coaching book and the other one was um, about talking to strangers, which became Do Talk to Strangers, and he and Lyndon in this conversation just went, that's the one. I think I just had more energy around it. Um, and it's just really interesting to see how sometimes the more distant a person or a conversation is from the thing that you feel like you should be working on, you should be solving, um, that difference can spark that creativity. And so I think, yeah, talk to strangers, talk to um, people who are in a completely different industry. And, and this is, you know, back to the B1G1 community, people across all these different industries can spark ideas. And I actually spoke to another B1G1 member last night who's in the UK, Charlie, and we never had a conversation before, but we connected on, on LinkedIn. And uh, she saw the global goals on the wall behind me. And we started a conversation about like, how can we, um, you know, share this more? How can we share um, what we're doing through B1G1 more? So we're going to have another mm -hmm. collaboration conversation, which would be really cool. Um, but yeah, back to the book. That was like the first of three. And so you're in the latest book, How to Talk to Strangers, actually. <laughs> You're mentioned in the other ones because you have just been such an inspiration to me. Um, but I loved that you contributed to how to talk to strangers, to decrease anxiety, build confidence and make a bigger difference in the world. And I know you were a little hesitant to begin with, but then when we talked about like the heart of the book, you went, oh, okay, I can see why. <laughs> 
well, you've got me contributing. And I just loved how you shared your stories of connection that, um, you know, decreased anxiety in yourself or the other and, uh, and built confidence, again, in yourself or the other. And the ripple effects, the making a bigger difference in the world is, is what you're all about. And you've seen so many extraordinary, sometimes tiny moments of connection that have created a wave of positive change. So I just wonder, are there any stories that come to mind for you? Maybe it's a story that I haven't heard yet or um, anything that comes to mind in terms of a connection that you've made with someone, um, a simple little talking to strangers moment or smiling at strangers moments that created some ripple effect. I think um, because I, you know, the reason why initially I said to you, like, oh, I don't think I would be able to do forward to, you know, for your book uh, that write, write about the, this topic of talking to strangers, because I never really thought I was good at talking to strangers, right? But the thing is, uh, when I first began my journey um, to connect with people around the world, because I grew up like, uh, in Japan and then until like I was 20 or so I really you know didn't know anything much um, but to Japan and I didn't speak English and so with that I was afraid initially um, when I became a global backpacker <laughs> and then traveling like to many different parts of the world um, and uh, but the, to me like when you are alone and when you don't have anything much like you know I wasn't a rich traveler so we I was always on the tight budget and just with a backpack um, and uh, I didn't know uh, anybody in those places I visited I didn't really speak the language uh, uh, in the countries I visited either so being totally like vulnerable uh, forced me to speak to strangers right <laughs> because you sometimes just really need help from somebody or you uh, would just be bored if you were just uh, sitting and not doing anything so to me like talking with a stranger wasn't really about the speaking either because if I couldn't speak the language then there's so much you could do right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to learn about the people from talking and listening uh, so to me Talking with strangers was more about connecting with stranger in whatever way it took. And yeah. uh, I started uh, that connection by um, sharing simple things like eating together. You know, yeah. like go to uh, uh, when uh, I was in India, for example, and uh, one day I was uh, in this little town and sitting in a restaurant and they delivered to me this most gorgeous um, South Indian dish called um, masala dosa. And dosa yes. is this like a thin pan crispy pancake made with fermented ground rice and dal, the lentil. And uh, then they will wrap like this curried potato inside. And it's very, very yummy. It <sighs> comes with coconut chutney and right. Like, and then so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was eating alone and it's just the ordinary local place. Right. And then I thought, oh, this one, this masala dosa is the best I've ever had so far <laughs> so I couldn't resist to go to the kitchen and say oh I want to see how you make it and then uh, eventually I said may I try so I got invited into the kitchen and I started to make masala dosa and what happened was like sharing that simple experience with like cooks inside the kitchen uh, uh, and then at the end of the day they said oh why don't you come out and then you know sit with us so they were sitting outside um, uh, and around the fire and they had this pot of sauce because when they make like 
these Indian sauces, variety of sauces, some of them you need to simmer it for a really long time to get the best flavor. So the guys will all like sit around the fire and take turns to mix the sauce so it doesn't burn at the bottom. And then they will be kind of like chatting at the end of the day, relaxing around the fire. And, and I was invited to be part of that and taking time and mix the sauce. And I didn't understand a lot of what they were talking about, but that experience of just, you know, uh, surrounded by this smoke and the smell and then the aroma of the spices and the, you know, sweaty, you know, people <laughs> at the end of the day, chilling uh, around the fire. And that's like so awesome, right? And then the thing is, how much did that experience cost me? No, it's free and I got the free food, but we all kind of came together and feeling connected. And I guess like uh, um, people there didn't see that experience as like, oh, here's this poor girl <laughs> to help. You know, there's nothing like we just came together to enjoy the moment. And I guess like experiencing things like this um, in the vulnerable time where I was still shy person, but I was able to say like, because I, I couldn't say complex thing. I could say, well, this was the best food. You know, I want to help or I want to cook or I want to try. And with that, just by doing things together, there's so much connection that opened up. Um, yeah. So for me, like, uh, because I was shy, uh, and I'm still pretty shy, like in groups. So I'm not good at connecting with or talking to people in like a medium-sized groups. I love one-on-one -on -one conversations, yeah. and I'm happy to speak on stage. Like I don't feel nervous anymore these days. But this, like in a group, like trying to talk to lots of strangers, it has never been easy for me, and it it is not yet now <laughs> but I realized that when we can just surrender and let go and then just to say wow this is great or you know um, uh, your food is delicious so <laughs> then uh, there is actually a lot of connections like and and uh, yeah I, I love um, doing things with strangers you know like not necessarily talking with strangers sometimes but <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering how much of that was, you know, gesturing and, you know, to get you into the kitchen mm. and, um, you know, how much was actually shared language. <laughs> and, you know, they could have been a little shy with you too, um, you know, but your enthusiasm, it, it's pretty it's pretty clear when you see that somebody is enjoying your food. <laughs> and I think it would have been your your smile and, um, and gratitude that would have just had them go, come and join us uh, so it's so lovely I just love that story and and while that's just a you know a day that you had I guess that helped you to build confidence to have more of those moments and connect with people and I think like doing things together in the same space yeah. without the judging but just appreciating yeah. will help you um, see things from different perspectives so then you know the moment that we feel some form of real genuine connection suddenly like people suffering certain problems it becomes as if it's your own problem right like so um, that sense of empathy and understanding um, mm. uh, is so important in um, in the future world I think because now like we are actually sharing the same problem around the world like a climate change or uh, the pandemic those are the things that didn't affect just the 
particular like uh, one group of people but mm. it actually impacts all of us and our future generations so unless we could actually come together to solve some of the issues really together empathizing with each other's different circumstances challenges and limitation otherwise like we would never be able to solve these things because you know it's so easy to jump into judgment and mm. uh, uh, criticize others mm. um, just to seeing things from on the surface but if you really like start to be open or start to understand how it feels like being in different circumstances then maybe like the way we could come together and bring our own creative uh, uh, ability uh, to solve the problem can be magnified so um, I definitely think talking with the strangers or doing things with the strangers will help us like uh, it, you know expand our horizon in that way. Yes and you've just brought up for me something about you know I was picturing when you're talking about doing things with people and um, and mentioning suffering and I just recorded an amazing conversation yesterday that I've thought of a couple of times because you also mentioned prison. Um, she was in prison and um, that is an incredible podcast. I'm not sure if it'll be before or after this one, but again, um, you know, tears of gratitude as I was listening. And we talked about the, um, the way that suffering can bring people together and you connect. And, and when you're doing things, there's so much flooding here at the moment. And when people are, you know, rescuing people, going out in boats and getting people off their farms, you know, who are flooded or um, doing physical things like sandbagging and, you know, building walls to stop flood water coming through. There's that sense of collaboration and and connection. It, it creates a deep connection and you do have that empathy because you, you get it, you're in it with people. And, yeah, the pandemic's been very much like we are all in this in, in different ways and affected you know, to a different extent, but yeah, it's really changed things, I think. So in the Western world, people might look at, um, you know, like education projects in India or Cambodia and, you know, be giving, um, you know, maybe with a heart of compassion, but I'm just wondering what you're seeing in terms of a shift towards, um, you know, giving and the projects people are giving to and maybe this is something you might see more in the future. But, yeah, what are you noticing about, um, you know, empathy in the business community, in the giving community across the world? You're kind of connected pretty mm. globally. And I'm not sure if I've really expressed that very well, but I'm kind of, this is like one of those ideas that are kind of a bit fragmented, like that you can see, I can see a shift in empathy and, and you've said, like, we need more of that. Um yeah, I think it's, you know, we talked about how things can be very overwhelming. Mm. And so in the space of like global issues, it could be overwhelming if we look into everything mm. <laughs> and then think that we have to solve all of the problems individually. Yeah. Um, so it's okay to um, not pay attention to everything yes um but the thing is like 
are and, and the, the, what's really promising i i think is that more and more business owners actually do think very deeply about some of the issues and some people might resonate with a particular type of issue like a gender some people might say oh i really care about the gender equality because you know like uh, girls not having opportunity to complete education is not acceptable you know in this uh, new world we need to make sure that everybody has the access to opportunities so some people might have this focus and others in their uh, past uh, like experiences if like let, let's say you had uh, troubled youth um, experience yourself then you might be really passionate about supporting teenagers in the, the very difficult time or some people may be very passionate about um, ocean health and the marine life or so I guess like having your own sweet spot in the areas that you really want to make a difference is a good thing rather yes. than trying to do everything. Yes. Um, and the most important part in this is that you can deepen your empathy and passion and connection in an area of your story. Um, is great and at the same time when we all come together understanding that every person has a story and every person has a potential to do really something great then we will stop like uh, arguing or judging each other that this is more important or you know like uh, uh, my experience is better than yours or so if we remove all the judgment and just to bring that underlying like shared understanding that yes. everybody has the part to play and for us it's about um, us being the um, best we can be in our own journey but letting others be the best they can be and um, creating that sense of like unity um, will make the biggest difference because then uh, we don't need to you know do everything <laughs> mm. but naturally naturally we are so different uh, so that bringing a different perspective and the stories together is key. But what if like we could all really um, come together to solve these challenges, then maybe like all of those challenges can be solved. But it's just that currently the energy and the resources and the abilities are not directed to the right direction. We just like sometimes you know losing the perspective and trying to go different ways yeah that's really profound and I think we do need to really look into you know ourselves and our own motivations and, and what lights me up and, and what are the things that I want to help solve because we can get caught up in everybody else's um, you know media push or their marketing to like get on board with this particular um, agenda and yeah if you try and step in and solve things where you're not you know really wired for um, yeah it can just get complicated but what is it that um yeah that brings you joy to to solve problems and to yeah hear others and bounce off them and um yeah celebrate the the different ideas and celebrate that people want to give want to contribute want to connect and that we all do that in unique ways it's um you know it's pretty inspiring isn't it when you start thinking about the creativity in people and we've done some very creative exercises I was thinking you know we're talking about zoom and all the conferences and I'll tell you what I've just been like no too much zoom I don't want to do zoom conferences but the b1g1 conference is a standout <laughs> because mm -hmm. of the the creativity that you bring in the way that you put an event together but also you know there's that joy and 
and yeah, collaboration and creativity. Um, but I still do want to come to um, you know a gathering in Hanoi with you or wherever we <laughs> wherever we end up um, overseas together next. Um, yeah, and and that's just completely distracted me because I'm like ah. Oh, we, we're like, we're going to Hanoi in 2020. Okay, maybe we're going in 2021. Okay, maybe we're not. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what's happening there. But um, yeah, the um, the creativity, I think. You know, I've completely lost my train of thought. What would you like to say or ask? <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe like I, I about the book. Um... Yes. that you yeah um about the book you wrote then what was your biggest takeaway during that book <laughs> during oh. the pandemic as well oh my gosh I don't know if anyone's actually asked me that question and and I guess I would have answered that differently a year ago so we launched online together a year ago we had our global book launch on zoom and you guys in singapore were going to get together and have like six of you um sharing a little book launch that i was going to join virtually but then you guys went into lockdown and then two days later we did here in in country new south wales which was a bit of a shock um so i think there's been different takeaways but i just felt like at the start of the pandemic there, there was kind of a book brewing anyway because it had been 2018 since i did the do talk to strangers travel toolkit but I just felt like how do I best serve the world right now and you know it's encouraging people to to connect and really to notice the difference that you make so you know back to your story in India you could just go that's like a nice standalone event but it's actually not because it's part of your journey of of learning and connecting with people and all the connections that you've made since then you know, have, you've created this extraordinary ripple effect creating B1G1. But on a small scale, just those moments where you smile at someone. So you're a runner, you run around Singapore and, you know, and I've been for a run slash walk with you. Maybe there was more walking because it was me with you. <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember the, um, the beautiful walkways that we're on. And you smile at strangers. You said, oh, I don't really talk to strangers when I'm, when I'm out running, I'm just smiling that lifts people and so I wanted to remind people that your little moments of connection and kindness and goodness and joy just that sparks something in somebody else and you know because I hear the stories of people saying you know I just was at the end of myself and I'm like I can't go on and then somebody was kind to me in the shops they just let me in or they just showed that kindness that is inbuilt in humanity and it shifted their focus from, you know, everything's awful, everyone's awful, to, wow, there is a light in the world. So I just wanted difference makers to know that they make a bigger difference than they know. I actually did a word search on the transcript at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the book before we went to print because I thought, oh, my gosh, have I said that way too many times? Like, you make a bigger difference than you know. But it's like, that's what I wanted people to get. And, uh, and I think that's kind of a, a lifelong, it's not just for you know, these couple of years, that message. I think we always need to be reminded because we forget the good news. We forget the good things that are happening. We can be so focused on the problems, the challenges that we need to overcome. And it can get, again, overwhelming and and hard. But if you go, like, maybe just turn around, have a look at the ripple effect that is behind you. You go, oh, it's, this is paying off. Like, 
my acts of kindness or collaboration or creativity, it's actually created more positive impacts than I realised. It's like ahead of us we see the challenges, but, you know, if you just picture yourself walking through water, there's not much disturbance in front of you. But behind you, you can go, oh, yeah, I can see where I've been. I can see that ripple effect. And so, yeah, I really want to remind everyone and myself <laughs> and Nathan Shooter, who, you know, is also involved in the book and he's been involved in all my books from a creative um, a creative lens, but also with stories here. He did an interview with me and I remember in that going, oh, yeah, I kind of need to get that message myself too. That, hmm. you know, because it, it, we so easily compare ourselves to others. And we could, we could go, oh, but I haven't built this, like, amazing global philanthropic movement like Masami has. I'm just, like, doing my little thing in this place. But it all matters. All of those acts of kindness and generosity and care and concern and empathy really can, it, it can be, like, the key to unlock something for somebody. And we just don't see it all. And uh, it's important to celebrate that. So, um I feel like it's, I mean, we write the books that we need. <laughs> so while people might go, oh, it's called How to Talk to Strangers. Carrie doesn't need help with that. Um, I do sometimes. You know, I might be walking in somewhere and realise that the conversation in my head is not kind towards myself. You know, I might be feeling inadequate or comparing myself. So I need to just shift that and um, be generous to myself as well as to others. <laughs> and I think... I'm just continuing to, to learn and celebrate the, um, the goodness in the world. And it's, it's a light that we need. It's a reminder that we need and, you know, that I've needed when, you know, the world kind of got tipped upside down and everyone's doing it in different ways. But um, we were planning to live in Asia in 2020 and we hadn't really talked about, we hadn't publicised that, um, but I'd been offered an apartment in in Malaysia for six months for free, which was cool. Um, but I also had friends saying, like, no, come and live here. And so we had a couple of different places that were close to Singapore. And um, so it was quite a shift. Um, you know, we're empty nesters. We can go and live overseas. And for years I've been going back and forth to Singapore a lot. And, um, yeah, and I was like, okay, maybe we'll shift there and then Australia is going to be where we're visiting rather than the constant visits to Asia. Um, so, you know, it was really challenging. And I think from the beginning I wanted to create a book that encouraged other people in this challenging time, but it encouraged me. And your stories, uh, yours and the others who contributed um, were so encouraging. And, and even this week there's been some um, new media about it in India and the ripple effects keep going and people are growing in confidence. And, you know, sometimes we need confidence to make a positive difference, you know, just to step up and share something that we want to contribute. It takes courage. And I just think back to the start of the conversation when you're talking about leaving Japan as a very young person who doesn't speak the language of other countries, that was so courageous. <laughs> That's awesome. Gosh, I just ranted for like five or ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that you were actually um, looking at the, you know, living in Asia for extended period of time at that time. So, <laughs> yeah, and I was, you know, I don't know how many times I 
you know, we've had birthdays together. <laughs> Your birthday and Paul's birthday is on the other side of mine. Okay. And, um, you know, and I was thinking about the, some of the creative games that we that we played together in the office last time I was there, I think. Oh. You know, <laughs> yeah. With the virtual reality headsets. Yeah. And yeah. That was incredible to um to experience that working together in a in a very new and unusual digital, well no, I don't know what you call it. Um AR, VR. Yeah, so we did that that great exercise with Asia Ability and that was so profound to see how we can work together. But it was it was also terrifying. I, I didn't want to be the person to put the VR headset on and be responsible for, um, you know, doing whatever I had to do with the help of the team who couldn't see what I could see. And it, it kind of takes courage to step in and play a bigger game, doesn't it? To contribute, it takes it takes courage. We want to stand on the sidelines and go, oh, you guys are better at it, you just do it. Did you feel like that or were you just like straight into it? I yeah I I was not concerned <laughs> I had fun <laughs> but but I wasn't good at solving the puzzles but <laughs> and it was such a team effort wasn't it even though we couldn't mm-hmm. see the same things that other people could see but yeah. we could communicate and we could we could connect and that was incredible yeah so I was looking forward to seeing more of you in uh, in twenty twenty. <laughs> Um, but this is such a gift to to talk with you today. So what's what's coming up for you personally or, um, you know, professionally with B1G1? Um, what are you looking forward to, Masami? Mm, um, recently, it's been a quite interesting time because all of the things that's happening in the world, then we had an opportunity to really reflect there. Um, entire like uh, direction in the model because we've been you know when you're uh, doing something for a long time then you might have a processes or a structural constraint that we you've kind of over time got used to to put up with and then uh, then one thing uh, leads to another and something else gets added on top of it and you go like oh this is actually becoming a little bit challenging and so only way to really effectively move forward is to um, actually rethink about some of the foundational structural point of view or mm, so we had an interesting opportunity to actually you know discuss these things with the team and uh, and from the standpoint of being open because it's so easy to say, oh, we've been doing it this way, so we can't change that part, you know. Uh, and then the longer you do it, then the harder it's, it becomes to change the thing um, yeah. compared to like something that's starting out right now, then they can do anything, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we, are, we are looking at something uh, quite interesting and uh, still work in progress, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how this goes. Um, in addition to that, there are a couple of um, uh, exciting things that are coming up for b one members. So we've got an event, um, additional online events, and I'm looking forward to connecting with our members again. So, but we, we hope that we can do the physical event soon as well. Yes, <laughs> yes and I yeah, really want to be there. Mm. Um, but we'll be online in the meantime. I'm just thinking, is there... Um, well, for, for people who are listening who are not B1G1 members but are, um, you know, business leaders and decision makers, I guess we can encourage them to go to B1G1.com. I love that there's a video, I think it's still on the homepage, which has a photo of me and you in Cambodia. 
I love that. And somebody <laughs> contacted me. It's really funny because they um they came across B1G1 and then they saw that photo of us and they're like, that's Kerry Phipps. What is this? And uh, and so they contacted me and said, come and talk to us about B1G1. I'm like, oh, it would be my honor. <laughs> so is there anything else that you would say besides go and check out B1G1? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talk to us about it. What else would you say to business owners who are thinking that this sounds a little intriguing? Mm, well, like definitely please comment and uh, check out b1j1.com. And also you can find me on LinkedIn. So um, you're welcome to connect with me. But also the best way to find out more about B1J1 is to connect with some of our members who have great stories. And then maybe in social media, um, there are people who are talking about B1J1. So if you search on the hashtag or the, you know, the, the tags, then you probably find other businesses that are doing great things and connecting with them and learning from their experience. It could be awesome. So Yes, yes. And... Even as you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that takes me back to my conversation with Charlie last night. We need to be talking about this more. <laughs> and, um, you know, and the great things that are happening. But, um, you know, again, that's your whole message in, in B1G1 is about, like, how small things make a big difference. You know, you've, you've used the phrase the power of small. And, um, and I think that's another reason why I just went, oh, Masami, you've got to be in the book. Like, small kindnesses can have massive ripple effects. And, um, you know, that's something that we celebrate and, you know, and again, need to keep celebrating because otherwise we get overwhelmed, but there's always good things happening. There's always kindness and collaboration and insight and uh, creative problem solving. Um, you are such a gift to our world. I, <laughs> I can't speak highly enough of you. People who, who know me. Um, no, when I start talking about Masami, I'm beaming and I'm so grateful for your encouragement, like since we met and, um, you know, just having a micro business in regional New South Wales and, um, you know, traveling so people don't even realize where I'm from or whatever, or that it's a micro business. But you've just made us so much part of the B1G1 community as much as, you know, huge accountancy firms that are big givers. You know, you just celebrate the joy of giving and the joy of connecting. And I just love that about you. I'm so grateful for your joy and gratitude that just emanates from you because it really, just you being you um, has such an impact on people around you. Thank you, Kerry. <laughs> and uh, thank you for also inspiring, you know, people everywhere and being the champion of uh, connecting and uh, talking with strangers. It's all the best. <laughs> Thank you, Masami. I just adore you. And I hope it's not too long till, till I see you again. <laughs> of course. Thank you for chatting with us today and sharing your stories. It's just beautiful. <laughs> Thank you.